0: In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Welcome to week 10 of our Sermon on the Mount sermon series, Living the Politics of Jesus in Partisan America, post-election edition, (laughs) mid-drama. Last week, Father Matt taught on the power of repentance instead of judgment, and this week we're going to hear Jesus teaching on the power of the request. Today, we proclaim the good news that God is our loving Father, He's not a demanding and distant deity. His kingdom of abundance is obliterating scarcity and win-lose relationships. Instead of demanding, defending, and deceiving, you are free to simply ask for what you need. When it comes to getting what we want, we have all sorts of strategies. Of course, this relates to practical things that we want. For instance, in pursuit of that jacket or shoes or that video game that you'd like to get for Christmas, You might already be executing against a carefully crafted strategy for getting it. You might subtly slide it into the Amazon wish list. Maybe you pull it up and leave it pulled up on the browser before giving the laptop back to your spouse, hoping that they see it and take the hint. Or maybe you've already been putting some cash aside because let's face it, nobody gets you like you do. (laughs) We have strategies for pursuing our existential desires as well though we may be less in touch with those. We crave acceptance, so we manufacture opportunities to gauge our place within our community. We crave safety and security, so we avoid sharing our opinions or emotions, because there's a chance that if we do, they're gonna out us as being somebody that people don't actually want to be around. We crave influence and meaning and so we casually tell positive stories about ourselves or we make sure that we give the best advice and attempts to ensure that others are impressed with us. We demand that people hold us in high regard. We defend ourselves by not letting people see all of us and we deceive people by masking our true intentions. We don't just do this with other people. We apply the same strategy to getting what we want or need from God we play religion games we try to posture and perform our way into his good graces our vertical and our horizontal relationships are inextricably linked dallas willard put it like this he said deep in our orientations of our spirit we cannot have one posture towards god and a different one toward other people how we relate to god is how we relate to others and vice versa and friends since birth We have been formed into a culture that says, if you want or need something, it's up to you to get it. We're steeped in a belief that admitting fault or inadequacy will surely undermine us. Another way to say this would be that we understand our identity as being determined by our next interaction with others. There's a reason that it would be unthinkable for President Trump to say, I was wrong to downplay the severity of COVID-19 when I knew how serious it was. There's a reason why it would be unthinkable for President-elect Biden to not only vow to combat systemic racism, but to also admit his own complicitness previously. We don't know how to relate to each other, Church. And we don't know how to relate to each other because we don't know how to relate to God. God is our loving Father. He's not a demanding and distant deity. His kingdom of abundance is obliterating scarcity and win-lose relationships. Instead of demanding, defending, or deceiving, you are free to simply ask for what you need. I think most of us think of Jesus' ask, seek, and knock teaching as being about prayer. And it is about prayer in part, but it is about so much more than that. When Jesus says, ask and it will be given, seek and you will find, knock and it will be opened, he is primarily talking about how we relate to one another. If one was to study this passage in a vacuum, then it would be hard to make that case, but read in light of its place within the Sermon on the Mount, it's unavoidable. This passage follows directly after the passage that Father Matt taught on last week, where Jesus says, judge not lest you be judged. First take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your neighbor's eye. Do not give to dogs what is holy, do not throw your pearls before swine, and then boom, ask, and you will receive. Now, this is either just one terrible segue by Jesus, or Jesus is still teaching on how we relate to one another. Jesus is juxtaposing the strategies for getting what we want in two different systems. He's shedding light on the world system, where our strategies include judgment, force, coercion, manipulation. And he's juxtaposing that to the kingdom, where we are free to simply ask for what we need. Asking requires vulnerability. We're being honest about what we really want, about what we really need. It also affirms the dignity and the status of the other person as our equal. Once again, we have to remember that Jesus was talking to people outside of the power structures of their day, people that were marginalized. So for them, this affirming as of someone else as their equal has a totally different connotation, totally different dynamic than it has for us. For them, this call to simply ask is a call to embrace their own dignity. Now for us, as people that are predominantly people of privilege and in the power structures of our day and age, it's a call to bestow dignity on the marginalized by the oppressed among us. If we learn to honestly and humbly ask rather than scheming for what we want, then Jesus says we will discover a far better way of life with both God and with others. This is not just another more effective strategy, no. Jesus is giving us a new way to be together. He's giving us a new way to be human. And because this isn't just a strategy, it's not something we can, we can simply choose to do on our own. A correct vision of God and ourselves is required to live into this new reality. Jesus compares his father's disposition towards us with our earthly father's. And in the Isaiah passage and in the psalm, he he likens it to our mother's disposition to us. Even earthly parents love their children and know how to give good gifts, so how much more does our Heavenly Father, who is love, God doesn't begrudgingly bless us. He doesn't need to be coerced or convinced. He's a loving Father who wants to bless us. Jesus bestows on us the dignity of children rather than the humiliation of slaves. We are not slaves in his household hoping he'll notice us and share some scraps. We are sons and daughters who are invited to his table to share in the abundance of his kingdom. This is a bedrock truth of our faith. It's a master key that unlocks so many doors. Standing in the knowledge that you have everything you need as a son or daughter of the king allows you to see everyone, even those who would call you their enemy, as a brother, as a sister. It allows you to lay down your strategies for getting what you need. You don't have to demand, defend, or deceive your way to acceptance, abundance, or access. You are free to just simply ask for what you need. God is our loving Father. He's not a demanding and distant deity. His kingdom of abundance is obliterating scarcity and win-lose relationships. Instead of demanding, defending, and deceiving, you are free to simply ask for what you need. Being free doesn't doesn't mean that you'll always get what you think you need. It's actually better news than that. God isn't going to just give us whatever we ask for, but he, in fact, actually knows what we need better than we do. God graciously says no to our misled requests, and instead he offers us more. Instead of just granting those requests, he offers us himself. In our passage of Isaiah this morning, God was speaking to his people, and he says, In a time of favor, I have answered you. On a day of salvation, I have helped you. But Zion says, the Lord has forsaken me. Can a woman forget her nursing child and show no compassion for the child of her womb? He says, even these may forget, but I will not forget you. See, I have inscribed you on the palms of my hands. God will never forget you. Being free to ask in community doesn't mean that the community will always bend to your requests. This is actually just another form of coercion, if that were the case. Instead, you are free to share your desires with your community. And the community is free to say no, but without walking away from one another. Jesus is simply inviting us to trust his goodness by just asking him for what we need. You can stand in the confidence that you are a son or a daughter of God. And this confidence actually is the only thing that empowers us to treat others as we would like to be treated. Without that, it's just a platitude. It's kind of a pie-in-the-sky thing that's inaccessible. But in this knowledge that we live in the kingdom of abundance, that God has accepted us already, that our our identity isn't waiting to be defined, we are free to treat others that way. I confess to you guys that this last week I had a, a lot of Anxiety about the election results and what was going on. And uh, it, it may seem small, it's a little embarrassing to share, but one of the anxieties I had was how am I going to interact with my family or people that I disagree with in the midst of this or after this, depending on how the results shake out? I mean, Thanksgiving's right around the corner, then Christmas. We've got enough problems going on. I mean, we already are disagreeing about how to handle COVID. How are we going to interact as a family in the midst of this? And so, on a very micro level, I just don't know how to be with these people right now because we disagree in a very passionate way about some of these things. But we are invited by Jesus in this to believe that our identity isn't determined by our next interaction, but that our next interaction can be determined by our already settled identity. Your your identity is already settled as a child of God. You are accepted You are loved. You have everything you need in the kingdom of God. Your father knows what you need even better than you do. So you are free to lay down your demands, all of your defenses, the deceptions, and rest in the knowledge that you are never forgotten by your father. In the knowledge that you are a son, a daughter of the king, you are free to move towards others as brothers and sisters, even those who consider you an enemy, even those you passionately disagree with you don't have to game the system you are free to bring yourself and in return you will receive Christ you will receive him at the table this morning and you'll also receive him as you are given to informed into the body of Christ God is our loving father he's not a demanding and distant deity his kingdom of abundance is obliterating scarcity There are no win-lose relationships in his kingdom. Instead of demanding, defending, and deceiving, you are free to simply ask for what you need. Let's respond together in prayer and then by coming to the Lord's table together.